Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Mr. Classic Wrestling Podcast. And today I have a little bit of breaking news for the NWA shows. Um, last night, um, I believe his name is Dave Marquez. He put out a tweet. It was kind of like a breaking news thing for them. Um, NWA had signed a uh, deal with a company known as United Wrestling Network. Um, and they also have a deal with uh, a company called Thunder Studios as well. Um, basically, NWA is not over. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with the YouTube thing for right now, but they're not done. Um, they had a, like a little thing last night, like a video thing uh, with Marquez on it, um, who's helped produce NWA Power with Billy Corgan. Um, I believe Nick Aldis is also in the video as well. Just talking about what entails with this new, um, you know, venture that they're looking to do in the near future. So basically, what they're going to be doing is, is that they're going to be ninety-minute shows every week. Once I believe it's once a week every week, uh, but the shows are just not like regular wrestling shows, like how you would see like Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. These are actually going to be pay-per-views, from what I understand, every once a week. Um, that will cost money. Uh, and then I also found out that these are going to be shown on regular, you know, cable. You can go out, uh, go out and buy them, or you can get them on Fight TV. Um, my initial thought of that was, okay, you know, obviously I'm really excited that NWA is going to make a comeback, um, and that they're looking to move forward, and that the company's not going to fold. Because in all honesty, I, I am a big fan of what they were doing with NWA Power. I think it was great. I think there were really good quality matches on there. The storylines were great. You know, the Nick Aldis, Tim Storm thing, you know, different people that were arriving to, you know, to NWA. Uh, they were making new names for people that were there, like Ricky Starks pretty much made a name for himself overnight. Uh, Zeke Dice is another one. Um, so I was loving what they were doing originally with NWA Power. But what I do not like about this, if this is the case, is that there's going to be no storyline built here for if you're going to have pay-per-views once a week, every week. And with all due respect to, you know, the people that are in charge of doing this, not a lot of people are going to be wanting to fork out. And we don't even know how much these prices of the pay-per-views are going to be. It could be anywhere from 50 bucks or 60 bucks or even 30 bucks. Um, now, 30 bucks is not bad. But again, you want to be able to, if you're paying $30, it's going to be, you know, you want to make it worth your while, no matter what the price is going to be. Um I know some people were asking, you know, like, you know, when's is Aldis going to wrestle again? When is he going to wrestle again? And I found out that he's going to have a match against Jeff Cobb coming re relatively soon. I believe it's in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that. But I know he's having a match with Jeff Cobb relatively soon. Um, there were also questions about whether, you know, because they made a come, you know, they're making a comeback. Is there going to be, are we still going to have the Crockett Cup this year? And from what I understand, um, they're not going to have it this year. They just felt like it was, and I can understand what they were trying to say. I mean, they NWA, the way they ran their shows, it was out of the, I think it was the GPP studios in Atlanta and it only seated maybe 50 people, 60 people, maybe give or take. And uh, the fans played a big part into these shows and not having the fans there and having a pay-per-view such as the Crockett cup and how much nostalgia and history that event has in itself you know, not having the fans now because of the COVID pandemic, it's it's not it's going to be lackluster as far as the fans not being there. You know, it's not going to be that much excitement. Now, do I want to see the Crockett Cup? Absolutely. But I understand with their, you know, their standpoint with not having the fans there. I can completely understand that. So there's going to be no Crockett Cup at all whatsoever this year. 
Um, they also announced that they're still, you know, the NWA shows right now and what even what they're doing with United Network, they want to keep it as a digital, like digital content, no matter what they do, from what I understand. They want to keep it on YouTube or keep it on flight. They don't want to, it's, I don't think it's ever going to be mainstream, like on an actual cable network ever, to be quite honest. Um, they also, like I said, they also are going to have every show that they're putting on once a week are going to be weekly pay-per-views that are either on flight TV or on any kind of cable network that you have um, that you can buy to watch once a week. Um, they also said like the kind of the, the format, what they're trying to do here is, and I don't know if, if a lot of people remember this, um, but they had stated that they kind of want to go back to how the TNA NWA days were in the beginning of TNA, where they had pay-per-views once a week and it was very old school ish. You know, so that's kind of the format they're looking forward to going to or going with, I should say. Um, they also said that, you know, with them having this company, anybody that's a free agent or looking to make a name for themselves can show up here and make a name for themselves. You know, whether it's people from New Japan, whether it's people from Ring of Honor, um, anybody from the NWA roster or even WWE talent that's been left go. Um like a Rusev or something like that could possibly, you know, come here and, and have a match or make a, you know, make a new assurgence of themselves, um, which is very exciting because from what I understand, I, like I said, I believe his name is Dave Marquez. He um, right now is working with New Japan and producing their, I think it's called the New Japan Strong or something like that, that they're doing right now, I believe in LA and they're doing that now. So, I can see you can see New Japan talent working here or Ring of Honor talent working with this company. So that, that's also very exciting. Um, but they also said, too, and I know some people that, you know, are fans of NWA Power and how they run the shows. Now, if you if you watch NWA Power on YouTube, a lot of the shows you can see, like, you know, the camera boom and stuff like that. And the old fat, you know, the old look, how it used to be way back in the day. They don't want to do that with this. They want to make it more modernized. They want to make it more modern. They want to be able to have, you know, have camera guys there holding the cameras on their shoulders, kind of like what you see on Raw or SmackDown, AEW, so on and so forth. So they do want to make it a little bit more modern than what AWA Power was doing at the time. Um, so I think that's fantastic. I mean, my my thoughts on this entirely is I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not against this at all whatsoever i think it's good for you know the talent that's on nwa to wrestle again because a lot you know once this pandemic happened you know billy corgan and the entire staff at nwa they completely shut down for a little bit of while you know a little bit of time they were putting out some carnyland stuff but as far as wrestling is concerned they weren't doing absolutely anything as far as putting a product up on youtube and having people wrestle under the nwa power banner that was not happening at all uh billy corgan completely shut that down so having this kind of resurgence and having them, you know, having this deal with United Wrestling Network kind of gives them a little bit more limelight um, into the future and what's to come for NWA, which is very exciting. But the one big negative I have with this is when I, like I said, from what I understand is that they're going to be one day a week shows, I believe, and every show is going to be a pay-per-view that you would have to purchase to watch. Um, that could be a humongous problem because, again, you kind of know in, a, in some aspect of what you're getting with the NWA roster as of now. Now, some people have left. Ricky Stark, Zeke Dice, Tasha Steeles, Cole Cabana, so on and so forth. Eddie Kingston, they all have gone. Um, 
but you still know kind of who's on the NWA roster still. Thunder Rosa, Allison Kay, Trevor Murdoch, question mark, Aaron Stevens. Um, the list goes on. So you have that talent there, which you do know of. But not a lot of people know what NWA Hollywood's roster has. And I'm not knocking, knocking you know, their talent. I'm not knocking their talent at all. You just don't know what talent they have to bring to the table right now because it's not on YouTube. It's not like on a big platform. You have no idea who these people are. And again, it's not me taking anything away from their talent or what, you know, how they build their craft. I, I'm not saying anything bad about that, but you just don't know. So without knowing what they had to bring to the table, not a lot of people are going to be forking out, you know, whether it's 25 bucks or 30 bucks, 50 bucks, 60 bucks to watch a pay-per-view once a week. And not knowing what the hell is going on. Now, again, that's a kind of give and take thing. Well, in order to figure out what's going on, you kind of have to do this to figure out what's going on. You got to pay to see what happens. And then, you know, the way that they were hyping it up, anything can happen. Um, but that's, that, that is my, my biggest negative with this that can really, you know, be detriment to them as a company. Because not a lot of people right now, especially being in this pandemic, are going to want to spend that kind of money right now, and especially on stuff that, or show that they don't even know who these wrestlers are, where they came from. They have no idea. You know what I mean? They're all independent talents and trying to make the name for themselves. And that's fantastic. You know, you have to obviously start from somewhere and work your way up. There's no problem with that at all. But when you're spending quality money on a, on something like a pay-per-view or a product on anything, you kind of want to know the basis of what's going on here. You know what I mean? Or anything like that. And then again, the hype, if you're going to, you can't even have a storyline if it's going to be week to week. You're really not. So your first event, bam, here you go. You're going to build that up for a couple days leading into the next week and then maybe have another match. That's, that really, to me, is, it is going to be detrimental to them because there's not there's no storyline. At least with NWA Power, you had a few weeks, maybe even a few months to kind of build a storyline. And then, bam, here's a big pay-per-view like Hard Times or Into the Fire. And then you have a, you know, you have a quality match great matches you know when they had i think it was um for the tv tournament uh for the belt i think it was um hard times that was built up to what it was there people were doing qualifiers throughout the weeks throughout the month and then bam and then they bring in ring of honor talent and have nwa power talent and then you, they put on some great matches and it made a big name and it was a humongous night for ricky starks it really put him over you know as a superstar in my honest opinion, because not a lot of people knew who he was. They knew he was very flamboyant. They knew that he was very, uh, you know, charismatic on the mic. People say that he looks, he reminds, a lot of people say that they remind him of, uh, he reminds people of the young, like a younger rock. Maybe they do. I wouldn't say, you know, talent level right now, I would say he's the rock. You know, there's no way, but you can see the kind of similarities between the rock and, you know, Ricky Starks as far as mic skills, especially how, you know, Rocky Mavia was starting out and, how Ricky Starks is, you know, starting out. So you can definitely see that. I just, like I said, I just don't know how this whole format's really going to do. But I do appreciate the fact that they are going to moderate, you know, have it more modern, you know, not so old school. Now, credit, I'm a big fan of the old school and the way they used to do things back in the day, like with the Crockett Cup and how NWA was, how the, you know, AWA was back in the day and how Vern Gagne was running that show and how, you know, they were doing things over at NWA. You know, it was very cool, you know, seeing Gordon Sully there and, you know, you have AWA with Vern and I believe even Eric Bischoff had a, you know, he was like an announcer or like, a, you know, on commentary for AWA back in the day. So, and AWA had a lot of good names as well. So I did, I did like that aspect of it, but I also understand, you know, you got to be a little bit modern because there's a lot of fans now that are big wrestling fans that have no idea what NWA 
was or is or what AWA was back. They have no idea. You know what I mean? You would really have to take the time to really figure out what NWA was or so on and so forth. I mean, there's probably some people that think Ric Flair just came from WWF and stayed forever, but that's not the case. You know, he went from working with, I, I know he did some work, I believe, with Vern. I know Vern helped, you know, train Ric Flair. And then I know Ric Flair did a lot of work for NWA. And majority of his career was with the NWA and WCW. You know, he made a humongous name for himself working with them. Humongous name. Um, and some of the, the best matches he's ever had in his career, matches with Dusty, matches with, you know, Harley Race in that cage match. Um, the, the matches that he had with Ricky Steamboat. You know, I think he had that match at the, the Chi-Town Rumble. Phenomenal match. Phenomenal match. Four-star match, if not five-star match. It was a great match. <clears throat> you know, they're always going to give you – he's always going to give you an action-packed match. You know, him and the, the rivalry that he had with Dusty Rhodes, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. But the point I'm trying to make here is that you're not going to be able to build storylines if you're going to do this week to week and put on pay-per-views week to week. That's crazy. That's absolutely insane. I'm now, like I said, I'm glad that they're coming back. I'm glad that they signed this deal. And, you know, I'm really intrigued at what they're going to do here and bring in different talent or who might show up, who might not show up. You know, the talent that they already have on these shows, I have no idea of what NWA Hollywood has to bring to the table. I never watched one of their shows. So it is intriguing. But again, it, it could be something that could be detrimental to this company by putting on shows, pay-per-views every week, not just regular shows, pay-per-views from what I understand every single week. And, and that's what I think what they're doing here. Um, and that could be a problem. But other than that, I mean, I'm excited for it. You know, I, I'm glad that, you know, NWA Power is going to be a big part of this and that, you know, they're, they're able to wrestle again. I mean, they have so many good names, like I said, on NWA. Eli Drake's another one. Uh, James Storm, you know, they have good quality names like Nick Aldis. You know what I mean? I, the list goes on and the amount of talent they have. I mean, with all intents and purposes, I think they have a better women's division on, on NWA Power than they do on AEW, hands down. I'm pretty sure Thunder Rosa can probably take any one of those women on that division toe-to-toe. -to -toe. I would love to see a Thunder Rosa match versus Sheeta. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Allison Kay, you can have her feud with Nyla Rose or have her feud with Britt Baker be fantastic you know i'm not knocking the women's division on aew you know their talent but they don't have enough talent to you know and I, again i know this is about the nwa but i do have to touch base on this they're having this tag team cup and it's worthless man i, I mean they have dasha come in who's an announcer for them and being a part of this tag team tournament you that right there shows me that you're not willing to go out and spend money to get the talent you're just not you know you again there are free agents that they're not willing to sign. You know, and a lot of it's just them signing their friends, like Zack Ryder coming in. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, having him come in, but I know he's a really good friend with Cody. Let's bring him in because he's, you know, Cody's best friend. It gives off this stigma where you're not looking at, as far as talent level is concerned, you're looking at, oh, well, that's my friend. I'm going to sign him immediately. You know, and it's not like Zack Ryder is really going to move the needle as far as ratings are concerned. It's not going to happen. You need a, a high-quality name like a Tessa Blanchard or a Rey Mysterio, if he would have signed, to move that needle a little bit. You can't just go off the demographic every single time. It's not going to work. And, you know, and from what I understand, the guy that, you know, that put them on AEW on, you know, TNT, that guy got fired. I think his name was Kevin Riley, I believe, who used to work, well, was the president of um, TNT. They let him go. 
the guy who owns it, they let him go. So, and that's the guy that, like I said, put AEW on the platform they have now with TNT. He's gone. So I'm sure they're probably shaking in their boots a little bit. I know they have a contract that I think till like 2023, I believe. Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, TNT's going to keep them on forever. You know, it, it might not. I hope they do. I mean, I think as far as what they can bring to the table, yeah, it's good wrestling. I just wish they put more into it. I wish they put more into the women's division. Because right now, their women division is a damn joke. They have nobody. You have, like I said, the same four people that you highlight every every week. Every week. You know, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, Big Swole. Um, once in a while, you get Sheeta. There's no Rio. You know, there's no, I don't know what happened to Awesome Kong. Uh, Aja Kong, I haven't seen her at all. I don't even know if she's still with the company at all. There's a lot of women that wrestle for them that I haven't even seen. Even some of the men, like, where the hell is Pac? Haven't seen him. Really only seen Phoenix and Pentagon once when they came back, when they had that little tag match or whatever. That was it. I haven't seen anybody else. Jimmy Havoc took some time off. Okay. You know, it's... Even Jeff Cobb. You know, Jeff Cobb came in for, like, a little... Like, one little stint that he had with when he was helping Jericho out with, I believe it was Moxley. And that was the last time you've seen Jeff Cobb with AEW. Nothing. You need to sign these guys and these women. Because if not, your show's going to get stale. It's going to get boring quick. I'm sorry, but the truth is the truth, man. It's it just, it's not going nowhere. It's really not. You know, and I think the women division for AEW is a damn joke. It really is. And it's kind of a slap in the face because, like, you, you know, they, I know there was an interview like a couple weeks back where, I believe Cody Rhodes was asked, well, you know, what are you going to do with the women's division? Well, I don't control that. Brandy does. And then Brandy says, well, no, Tony Khan does. Kenny Omega does. Nobody knows what the hell is going on here. She's supposed to be the brand operating manager or whatever the hell it is and in control control of the women's division. That was her job when this whole thing started. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You know, a name like Jordan Grace, if she were to be let go of her contract or her contract was up, Sign the woman. She's absolutely fantastic. And she can be a complete powerhouse for that women's division. Tessa Blanchard, another one. Not doing it. You need someone to bring that in. And I'm, I hate saying this, but it's true. You need a Charlotte Flair in that division. Someone who's a mouthpiece that can talk and that can wrestle their ass off and put on not quantity matches, quality matches. You know, that's what you need. <clears throat> you need a Ric Flair for the women's division on AEW, and you don't have it. You just don't. Like, the only exciting thing right now that you can possibly look forward to as far as the AEW women's division is concerned is a possible match or a match that's probably going to happen is Britt Baker versus Big Swole, probably at All Out. That's about it. Other than that, there's nothing else going on, man. The women's division there is an absolute joke, and it's shame. It, it is a shame. Because the women there, it's not like they have no talent. They're very, very good, talented wrestlers, but they just, there's no storyline build. You can obviously tell that it's half assed. Nobody puts any kind of care into the women's division in AEW. And it's a shame. It really is a shame. You know, it's sad. But all in all, like, I know this is about the NWA stuff and breaking news, but, um, and I also heard too, speaking of the women, that Thunder Rosa is going to have a match. Um, relatively soon as well. I don't know if she's going to defend the NWA Women's Championship or not, but I know that she's going to have a match coming up relatively soon, just like Nick Aldis is. And Nick Aldis was really putting over Thunder Rosa uh, last night in the interview that he was having. So 
And she's a phenomenal wrestler, man. She really is. I'm a big fan of Thunder Rosa and what she does. I love the gimmick. And I think she's a great wrestler. And I, I hopefully, you know, with them having this deal, they utilize her more. Because um, I think she's great for the women's division for NWA Power. Um, and she, you know, she knows how, like, the thing of this is, like, some people, she's not a diva, man. She comes in and she wrestles. And she's really good at what she does. And I respect that. So, but this was the breaking news that I have for you guys for NWA. Like I said, NWA and United Wrestling Network have signed a deal. And they are post to what I understand um, have some kind of TV showing coming up September 15th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I believe it might be on Fight TV. Don't quote me on that. But I know it's September 15th at 9 p.m. I think it's on a Tuesday. So, but like I said, that's my breaking news I have for you guys with the NWA stuff today. So I hope you guys are out there staying safe, be careful, and remember, stay classic. Peace.